Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's the Walk Pod post match space. Good to have you along tonight, everyone. Uh, with me, my co host Ian. How are you getting on, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprisingly positive considering the result. It's, it's not the end of the world, is it? No, of course it's not. Obviously, um, in isolation, you look at the result and say it's not a good result, but there's some encouraging signs there. And we know we're in a transitional moment at the, at the minute. Um, and there were some good signs there today, you know, things to be encouraged by. Um, and certainly, I don't think there's any need to be down downbeat. You know, today was a big day. Back in the top flight for the first time since 1992. And we've got to remember that, you know, it's a big day. Um, so, yeah, really good, you know. Not downbeat at all. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And the, it's a it's a baptism of fire to start your your season against a team that finished last season incredibly strong, sixth place as well, playing some absolutely scintillating football. And the game was certainly not out of reach until quite late, when just everything sort of culminated in shit um but shit in a positive way because you could see the legs were a bit tired so it wasn't so bad and you could also see the defensive the limits to our defensive squad depth there the need for a defender yeah yeah, and we, we know we've got uh, more reinforcements coming. Um, and we know we've got people to come back from injury and everything else. So um, it's not a massive issue, really. Um, like I say, there were some encouraging signs there. Um, Kabore and Giles were beasts today. Um, they were really good. And mm. you'd see Kabore, obviously, his legs didn't last the whole game, but he, he coped really well with Matoma for in, in large parts of that game. And managed to create stuff as well. The the interplay between him and Chong was really really good. So um, again, you know, encouraging signs there. Um, obviously, there's room for improvement, and there's the you know the old saying is if you're not winning, you're learning. I think we'll learn a lot from today. Um, but yeah, some encouraging signs. Yeah. Um, well, one of the notes I put here on my running order was it was always going to happen. Changing formation to chase the game. And we tried to level up. And what I found happened is Rob Edwards changed the game at 2-0, where he brought on um, Jacob Brown, who I was very impressed with from his 26 minutes in the game. 
won the penalty and we brought the game to 2-1. However, taking Mads Anderson off and changing to a 4-3-3, it inevitably left spaces around for Brighton to exploit. And that, that is something they're very good at doing under De Zerbi. Yeah, I, that's one way of looking at it. I guess just to add some contrast to that, I think at that stage of the game and given the personnel that we had at our disposal, I think that was the only real option to for us to to do, really. And I think it, it was positive and brave play from, from Edwards. Uh, we want to see more of that. And I think he, he wants to get that message across to the squad as well, you know. You could tell there was a a lot of nerves when we, we when we first started today, but that dissipated after a while. We came into the game, we had good spells, um, and I think the more we go on, that will that become more prevalent in our game. You know, um, you've got to remember as well. We were light at the back; it showed, um, and hence some of the tactical tactical manoeuvres that he made during the game. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's run through the. The game in that case, um, but also uh, to all the hatters that are struggling to get out of Brighton. Sorry to hear that. Um, allegedly, there was an intruder on the tracks, and it meant all trains stopped going to Brighton. Um, I hope everyone's getting out now, though. Uh, not exactly what you want from your first away day in the Premier League. No, they're open now. No. It's all, it's all pretty much sorted. Everyone's on the way back now, pretty much. Um, oh, that's good. A la- large bunches just walked the four or five miles as it was into Brighton then to, to come back out again. So we bring Dan in to 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 go in on some of the match as well. Just give his aspect. Yeah of course. Good evening Dan. Evening guys, how are we doing? Yeah, what's your thoughts on, on basically what we've just gone over there? We should have brought you in earlier, but how yeah, how no did worries. you see the game and the and the tactical changes during the game? Yeah it was always going to be tough when it Brighton away um we were uh, under pressure for, at the beginning, but I thought we grew into the game. But we gave away silly goals at silly times, and especially the third goal. I know, I know Pelly's tried something, but it, it could have got cleared the other side of the pitch. I'm not, I can't remember who it, who it was, and we tried to overplay it that side as well. So it's a shame because at two one, we we were back in the game, um, but. As you mentioned, we were, we were trying to chase it anyway, so we left ourselves open a bit. And when it went three-one, that's basically game over. But look, we're not we're not staying up with games away at Brighton or any of those lot. The rest of the teams who you'd expect to be near the bottom, apart what only Bournemouth picked up a point, so we've we've lost no ground on anyone at the minute. Dan, yeah, Sheffield United lost as well, didn't they? Yeah, Burnley lost. Forest, Forest lost. Um, yeah, a lot of them. Everton lost. So, Dan, do you think um, that was the right thing to do at that moment? Chase the game. It was. I mean, it, it was. It was over anyway, wasn't it? Really, at two two nil, and we were lucky to get the penalty. They were lucky to get theirs as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but it it was kind of over. So it, it was. It was. It was another chance to try and get something out of it. I think the right thing was to to kind of give it a go, don't you? Yeah, we're not going to probably go down on goal difference. We're going to go down on points. So we've got to try and get, well, aim for a point per game. You can probably maybe get 35 or less. 
Um, but like I said, it's it's when we get any team at home or or the teams near the bottom away, they're the they're the games that really matter. This this and Chelsea are sort of a free hit. It's a bit annoying we haven't got the Burnley game now, um, but it'll give us a bit of what two weeks to hopefully maybe get a defender back, bring players in, or get Barkley up up to speed. Yeah, of course. And yeah, we're in that moment of transition at the moment. We're going from you know a decent league in in world football to the best league in world football. Yeah. And- to be obvious differences, and there was today, but you know, again, I think there was there was signs of of good encouragement for us. And are you from the school of you know, if we're not winning, we are learning? Do you think we would have learned a lot from today, and then, and then taking that into the next few games? Yeah, you could probably argue Brighton's one of the hardest games. Just thought their style of plays completely new, really the way they play. So it, it's always going to be hard. Um. Like I said, the the big our big game is going to be that West Ham game because we might go into it with no points. A game I know we might have a game in hand, but we we've, we've got to show up at that West Ham game, and hopefully that's the game we want to win, ideally. And I was thinking, even with the squad and that that you know the way the game panned out today, if 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 that was it, kind of a throw today, and we'd just gone two two one. That doesn't end up four one for me, and I know no. I, I don't. I don't want to just play the whole kind of a road card, uh, but with the atmosphere and and, and everything else, I, yeah, I don't think it'd have ended up that that way. You know, it would have gone a bit differently that to that. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. What was next, Ollie, on the uh, the agenda there? Well, we can talk about um, the penalty incidents. Um, so. It's sort of a two-pronged one. Um, Because João Pedro, you know, he sort of tangled with Tom Lockyer um, and went down quite soft. Maybe there was a hint of Tom Lockyer's hand up across his face, but it it wasn't enough to go down, in my opinion. What I was quite enthused by was Kaminsky dived the right way. And it was a good, solid dive. That That is something... Horvath would never have been able to do in a million he, years. He touched the ball, you know that. Yeah, he was he was close. He nearly had that. And what a performance it was from Kaminsky today. Um, I think five saves, five saves, and they were they were good saves as well. They weren't all right at him. Five saves, one punch. Very happy with him. As yeah, a, no, he, he looked he looked solid actually. His distribution was half decent as well. Um, I thought it was a it was a good probably debut performance from him actually. Uh, regarding the penalty, I think it's easy to kind of be biased and the whole you know Joao Pedro thing. Um, but I think, so those are given in the Premier League though. Yeah, you yeah, always I, see those. I think if Lockheed doesn't fall on top of him. Maybe it's not given, but we're going to kind they're of. Both, used they're to... both not penalties. Yeah, in I, my it, but it, yeah, and I agree. In the Premier League, they are both penalties because oh, they have bar that that looks yeah. at everything in super slow motion that makes everything a hundred times worse. Yeah, in the championship, they're not penalties though. No, so you got to get used to that. I think now, 
is what it is. One of those things, and I think Tom Lockyer will have to get used to that as well. To be fair, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but penalties aside, there was some there was some really weird decisions from the ref today. Some really soft decisions given. I don't know if it was just first day nurse for him or what, but um, there was some really weird yellow cards handed out today. Um, but it is what it was. It was didn't. No, those are the new rules. Those are the new rules. So Matoma got a yellow card for kicking the ball away. Although he did kick the ball away quite aggressively. I've seen bookings for, you know, tapping, rolling the ball about two yards away. Um, so I, I feel that booking was probably deserved in, in line with the law. Oh, yeah, that was um, fine. But the, but the Anderson one, he yeah. didn't have anywhere to go. He just ran into him. Um, he didn't have anywhere to go. So that was a bit, that was just a questionable one. Um, he was about two feet away from him, put it through his legs and ran into him. There's, there's nothing he could have done. It was, it was also a shame that Kabore got booked because that sort of took the edge off his game. Although as you correctly identified that his legs were going slightly. Yeah. But that was understandable. It will come with time. Yeah. It was the same with Drame. We had to play him into form as well because he barely played any football. Yeah. Also, Kabore came quite late in pre-season. He, he, he yeah, did, he's well, a bit he behind, last isn't day, he? Slovenia. Yeah, he's a bit behind, isn't he? But whereas, uh, to be honest, I was surprised Doughty didn't start over Giles just because he he's played three ninety minutes during pre-season. But um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem um, Giles or um, Doughty starting. To be honest, no, Giles was very good, and in yeah. fact, on fan tracks, the the uh, fantasy platform that I use, Giles uh, scored twelve points because. He got a lot of key passes in there. Two key passes, um, five accurate crosses. All in all, he was he was very, very tidy for a debut. His left foot is wonderful. I haven't seen a, a better left foot than that since Alan Kimball played for us. Alan Kimball, that's going back. <laughs> that is going back. <laughs> Do you remember what Joe Kinnear said about Alan Kimball? No. His, 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 foot, his left foot could open a can of baked beans. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, so Morris Claude won back from the spot um, after Jake Brown sent in a cross and, and Dunk handballed it, so he jumped with like a chicken. I thought it was a very good penalty, very calm. I'm, I don't know why Morris wasn't taking penalties all last season, considering he has such confidence with them. Yeah, no, it's well placed. Um and you know it's great for him to get the you know first goal back in the top flight. I think the last one was was it Julian James, was it? Uh, yeah, Julian James. Who who I you know if you read the article that was in some paper, Daily Mail, I think he only has nine fingers. Yeah, no, I did read that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But, he but he yeah. was a great servant for the club, though, and uh, I'm glad he, you know, took the Daily Mail money. For for that fair play to JJ, the original JJ. Yeah, but uh, it was good for um, Carlton Morris to get his first goal, well placed. Didn't show any real signs of nerves. And his performance as a whole today, I think, not even not just Luton Town fans have, have commented, but Brighton fans especially as well. And some of the pundits have said what a, a strong performance. Uh, you know, our, our attackers were. You know, in patch parts of the game, obviously there was there was gaps at the back at times, but up up top we actually broke pretty well and pressed really well and had good strength. And Morris had a, had a good performance, I thought. Yeah, I noticed that our press wasn't fully triggered. Um, 
normally in, in the championship, and this will probably be something that we do in the Premier League a lot, we were sort of only triggering the press as they were approaching our half. We weren't pressing right up on top of their centre-backs like we normally do. Or perhaps that was just a Brighton thing. And when we're playing teams, they'll be in and around us. Maybe we will be on top of their goalkeeper. I wonder if it at home will press more as well. Yeah, well, with the crowds uh, behind us yeah. as well, it's, uh, it's a very, you know, it's very likely that we'll do that. I think it was probably the, the right tactic today because I think, you know, Brighton only have to string two or three passes through the midfield and they're away then, aren't they? Um, yeah. And you, they can cut out two or three players just with that. And we, not the whole game, but I think the balance of that and, and pressing when we needed to was, was right today. They they tried to pull us out a little bit more than we wanted to be at times and we 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 got the hang of that after a while, although they, they, they saw some gaps at some points and, and overran us there. But, you know, overall, I think tactically we're, we're quite astute today. Yeah. Um, and also to everyone listening, if, if anyone wants to, if, if anyone was at the game and, and wants to voice their opinion, or if anyone managed to watch it, let us know, you know, you can come on, have, you know, tell us what you thought. And um, we'll wrap up the the game. So Andigua made it three. Um, the less said about what Pelly was doing, the better. Um, nerves, tiredness, who knows? Probably tiredness, really. Um, but we got punished there. Um, that's what you do when you try and mess around at the back uh, in the Premier League. Then 4-1, Evan Ferguson, teen sensation. Um, it's quite funny because um, Simon Darwin in, in the pre-match um in the match preview that we did on our socials he said it was going to be 3-1 um so he, he was quite close i thought he was being very negative but i guess he was just being realistic yeah yeah, yeah after having him tell me the lottery numbers <laughs> and then go one down or one up it's probably going to get close though won't he yeah uh, yeah it was pretty naive of us not to clear our lines. Uh, and then the fourth goal just looked like being leggy. Just I think a, a class team cutting us open and, and getting in behind. The, the thing with the late mistakes is that, you know, we, what, the thing that we've got to understand here is we've been like the back for a while. Um, it's the first game of the season. So we're still getting into a rhythm in a new league. Um and with tiredness and the mental tiredness they would have gone through over this last week in preparation for this game, mistakes were going to happen. And in the Premier League, they're going to get punished. And that happened today, you know, but we'll, we will eradicate that more and more. There'll be, there'll be fewer of those. We'll learn from that. Um, the nerves won't be there quite as much. The, the mental um, capacity to to cope at the end of them games when you are on your last legs will be better. So it will come, you know. Like I said, I'm not worried. Um, on the back of that performance, there was some really encouraging signs. You can identify, you know, the areas that we we need to get better in, um, and I'm sure they'll be fixed. So I think um, at the back is definitely the area that we need to rectify. I don't think Mads Anderson is a right centre back. I thought he was brought in as a you know, back up to Tom Lockyer. Um, he's not really mobile enough. Perhaps we were losing a bit of that because Kabore was getting doubled up on quite a bit during the game. But as you say, there, there was a lot to 
be uh, encouraged about. There, there are green shoots of success, of success there. Um, I'm, I'm enthused, and I, I, you know, normally I'd be completely demoralised after a four-one loss opening day of the season, but I'm not. I'm really not. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I just want to get the next game up now, so we can sort of put this one behind us. But at the same time. I'm delighted it's what two weeks away now. So we got we got time to bring in defensive reinforcements and um and potentially Ruddy. Ruddy will probably be on the way as well once Birmingham managed to sort out their their replacements. Um and hopefully we hear some more transfer news next week. Yeah, I think we're we're definitely gonna get at least one centre back in, aren't we? In in his um, interview before the Brighton game, he said three, but actually he also said in a separate interview three or four. So I don't know if he's maybe got others in mind as well. I don't know, but he said three or four in another interview. So there's obviously a few more to come in. Um, obviously, Ruddy or a number two goalkeeper. Um, Centre-back are obviously imperative. We're, we, we are like there with the injuries that we've got right back. And then, I don't know, don't know who the fourth would be. Who do you think? What do you think, Dan? It's hard because I think we only have a couple of spaces left, don't we? Uh, more yeah. people are going to be going out. Um, the squad numbers have been given out, but I think Louis Watson no, is going to. No, that's inclu- that's including Watson and McAtee going. So we released a graphic. We're currently at twenty six, including McAtee and Watson. Twenty six currently. And Macy's included in that as well. So I imagine Macy's going to go out, Roddy's going to come in. Yeah. Um, Watson might go out on loan. That might not even include, because Watson might not be included in that. I think McCarthy's going to stay, to be honest. um, No. Because it gives us depth up top. We don't need depth up top. No, we don't need depth up. We've got five strikers. Yeah, it's an interesting one. He's been floated about in and around pre-season, but whether that's for a view to a move out or not, I don't know. I saw uh, Joe Taylor scored again today. Did you see that? Yeah, two and that's two. Good. Fair play to him. I got him 66 to one. Yeah. What did, did you, did you that, lump yeah. on at 66 to one? Because that, that's free money, essentially. He's going to kill it in League Two. He's I'm worried when they're going to recall him and send him to League One, though, <laughs> in January. Oh, yeah, you bet it'll be out, won't it? But, um, yeah. As long as uh, it's only six six quid, I'm sure you can forgive that for him going up a league. Um, but yeah, that'd be good. I think McAtee, he's looked half half decent in pre-season as well. He, he looks very fit as well. Obviously, mm. last season, his pre-season was a bit disjointed because of his operation. So yeah. I'll be all up for him going for a loan. I don't think he's going to get many minutes. It's great for him to be about, but... Um, be all out going for him getting alone, really. I noticed his brother, though, was on the bench for Man City last night. Yeah, well, Man City don't actually have the deepest squad, which is surprising considering they're, they're operating in so many competitions. And they've let Mares go, they've let Gundogan go, and they haven't really replaced them. They brought in Kovacic, and they brought in that Croatian centre-back. And yeah. that's it, really. That they haven't got too much depth, and that they've seemed to have frozen out um, João Cancelo. So I think yeah. um, they're just powered on peds right now, aren't they? And plus, De Bruyne was injured last night. For... Yeah, De Bruyne yeah. went off after about ten minutes. Yeah. So yeah, 
three or four, three, three or four, he said. We'll have to see what transpires over the next um, two and a half weeks and see where we're at after that. But I think, you know, I, I honestly don't think we're that far away. We'll be a little bit of time bedding in and a little bit more time working together and a couple of additions. I think uh, we'll be on the right road. It'd be good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, continuing on from today, we touched upon Giles, um, but I guess that was the first proper outing we've seen him at. And he he was sublime. He really was. Um, I just want to talk about him again. Um, the pace, the, the ability, is one thing that Rob Edwards mentioned when he brought him in. The ability to deliver a ball while at full pelt. That is what we brought in Giles for. It just sucks that Alfie Doughty has to miss out, really. <laughs> It's two good, very good options on that side of the pitch, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's very unbalanced, though. Well, yeah. when we haven't got a right centre back and we've only got Kabore. It is, but at least it, at least it's one half. It's kind of sorted, and Kabore is really decent as well. So, th- those are two positive sides of of, of the pitch this uh, today. Um, you know, Doughty was good when he came on as well. So. That's kind of one, you know, there's a few boxes that are ticked and, and it's good to see that. But like you say, it's a shame that Dowie missed out. But again, we know we need an extra body in there anyway and someone that can perform at his levels because we know Dowie is probably not going to play every game. He wouldn't be able to in if we didn't have Giles. So um, it's one of those things. And at least we've got it sorted, you know. Adam's yeah. here now as well. Um, I don't know if Adam, Adam, if you take your mic off, mate. Um, hey guys, how are you? Are you doing, doing Adam? Did you enjoy the game? What was your perception of that? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I did enjoy it. I had a, a really good day. Um, I think probably like most people, we were we were good. I thought we were positive. Um, game plan was really good and we executed it really well. Obviously, the first goal was just, uh, you know, across where the guy drifted between two, two defenders, which is going to happen, isn't it? Um, I thought really... We were really in the game, you know, particularly until we until we got the penalty. Um, the the kick in the nuts really was the third goal. Uh, not only the way we conceded it, but the timing being four minutes after we got ourselves in the game. Because um, I really felt like it would have been really good to see what the last 10, 15 minutes held had we, you know, sort of been able to attack and... Um, and and sort of throw everything at them for for the last ten minutes, but obviously it wasn't to be. And then they they picked us off a couple of times, didn't they? Really, and got that fourth. So score I'm a bit unjust, but lots of positives to take out of the the overall performance. Um, yeah, that was kind of my thoughts on on today. And I got home at a reasonable time, so uh, I think there's a, a lot of problems, a lot of Luton fans still on the way back at the moment. Yeah, this is, yeah, I think you're you're with the majority there, Adam, as well. I think most people felt like it was a relatively decent performance. Obviously, there was some gaps and but some encouraging signs, you know. So, what what did you what did you make of the atmosphere? Because the the Luton fans didn't stop, did they? Really? Um, no, not at all. Luton fans are brilliant, really good. I mean, I you know I didn't get to many away games last season. I was lucky to get a ticket today for a mate who couldn't go. Um, being completely honest, but. Yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really good atmosphere. Um, I've seen one comment on Twitter so far from someone saying Pulley's not good enough, and you think, Jesus Christ, sort yourself out. Um, but gem- generally, everyone's been really good. 
you know, it's going to be a long, hard season. They are not the games that we're going to be judged on. Um, so, you know, it's almost a free hit in a sense. But the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I went down with a mate who's a Brighton fan. Yeah. Their atmosphere is is shocking. I... It, it, it really was. Adam, I, today, all you could hear were the Lucent fans. Yeah. And, all you and could hear. For, for a club like Brighton, who have got everything right, right, they're very admirable in what they do, facilities, set up, the way they play football. You'd think they'd have something, you know, they've got plenty to cheer about. But I was absolutely amazed at how flat they were. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about the, the, their atmosphere. Ours was brilliant, you know, non-stop. And we're going to need, we're going to need that from the start, uh, the, the start to the end. Um, and if we can get kind of a throat like that as well, then uh, then obviously that could be worth a few few points for us. So, uh, yeah, really impressed with the travelling hatters today. Yeah, I think uh, the obviously Brighton fans were quiet, but I think we've got to also say that, that how accommodating they were and how good they were to speak to today. You know, um, I think that's what the general consensus was as well, that a really good set of fans, you know, they were humble, um, they were, you know, respectful to us and, you know, and pointed out all, all the good stuff that went on in in our game today. So you got to give them that. But yeah, they were a bit quiet. Yeah, I mean, what what I would say is on, on, the, on the setup as well down there, I, what I did actually like is the fact that you can get to the ground an hour, an hour and a half before and you can have a beer, get some food, bit of music going on, which was great. And it's just probably something we should take note of for Power Court because, you know, I know people, there's pubs in the town centre in Luton that people will go to, but we, we need to we need to encourage people like Brighton do to get to the ground at a really good time before and enjoy the atmosphere. Well, they I, I have they to do that, that because their stadium's in the middle of nowhere. Well, they do. They we do. are in the middle of the town centre. Well, we yeah. will be in the middle of the town centre. It's a it's a valid point. I mean, I, I I would do that at Kenilworth Road now if the facilities were there and and the in terms of drinks and food and stuff. I know we have got norms and stuff, but I think we do need to have that mix. I still want a proportion of people to be drinking in the local pubs because it's good for the local economy, right? But um, I think Adam's right in in one respect. You know, if we can get the atmosphere around the ground going and and stuff like that and, and people drinking it's more money in, in our pockets as well in terms of I, I do that. I always turn up an hour, an hour and a half before kick off and, and drink by the ticket office. Yeah, and that's great, but I've heard you're a tight ass anyway, you already buy like one drink or according to your mate. Depends if I'm driving, mate. Yeah, exactly. So there's no point, is there? Um and I got my dad yeah. there with me, so he, he buys me a couple of drinks as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got but, two, I've got two young kids, man. My my wife's saying he just got back off mat, mat leave. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got I've got to be a tight ass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, fair point. It, the hospitality was really good. Some of the videos and stuff from underneath the underpass was really good as well. Um, how did you get away early then, Adam? How did you? Yeah. So I. So obviously it's carnage seeing the queues going to Brighton and obviously there was some issues with some idiot on the line. So the guy I was with, we we got a we we got a taxi from down the road to Lewis, which is on that little like inter network thing they've got as part of the free transport. Yeah. Managed to get there and get a train to three uh, to three bridges and then the train I got a train back to Stevenage and it, it basically started at Horsham, which is a different entity to Brighton. So 
my train home started its journey like this side of all the issues um so i was i was pretty lucky in that sense but i've just just literally dogged onto twitter when i got in just now really and i've seen like jamie and some of the guys from the eight road hatter are still i just about got on a train at brighton so yeah it sounds like it's been absolute carnage for, for people getting back yeah it sounds like and some someone i didn't expect to see in the the space tonight was teddy um how are teddy, you mate um i didn't expect you here um how how are you uh, hi, doing hi, this evening? Hi guys, I'll, I'll only stay brief. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make the match today. I um I ended up in hospital before the game. Um, are you okay? Yeah. okay, or was it just alcohol intake? Alcohol in, intake. It's not my proudest. Oh, you got to pace yourself, mate. It's not my proudest moment. Um, uh, yeah, I honestly can't remember anything from half one till about quarter to four. Um. Uh, but the first thing I said was when I woke up was what's the losing score and we were losing. So um, just sat in this random hospital in Brighton, no idea what what the fuck was going on. Um, and, and I won't stay long because I don't want to bore anyone out because I don't really know much. And I, I, again, I'm tired and I'm and I'm not. It's not again not my proudest moment. Uh, and I'm feeling quite disappointed with myself to be fair. But uh, no, uh, by the sounds of it, we didn't play terrible. And four one wasn't. Wasn't the score that looked, wasn't didn't show how we played today. I think we just ran out of steam towards the end of the game. That's what I heard and stuff. But um, yeah, again, not my proudest moment. And uh, but... nah, no worries, mate. Like, look, rest up and just have a listen to the rest of the space. Like, uh, unless other people want to uh, jump on and give us their thoughts on the game today, like uh, we'll we'll let people crack on and, and watch match of the day. Um, I've only got a couple of more things to to talk about. Um, it was one of the players that that might be on his well is definitely on his way out is uh, Glenn Ray. And Glenn Ray was in the crowd today, which I felt was a nice touch. Yeah, interesting one as well because he's he's ex Brighton, um, so at least he's shown where his allegiances lie. The, the people that are paying his wages, um, but, you know, how can you not love Glenn Ray? He was great for us uh, in his time. He's just, you know, again, a victim of one, his injuries and and two, our success, really. Um, I hope you can get a, a, you know, a decent move, um, a proper, you know, permanent move away and he can resurrect his career because he's a solid player on his day. Uh, but it was good to see him in the crowd. I bet Hiltz was there as well because he's been all over the socials the last few days. I, I, yeah. I agree with you there, Ian, mate. I think Glenn deserves a... He deserves a brilliant move away. To be fair, he's he's been nothing but a servant and a and a, and a brilliant leader to our football club as well. Um, I think he deserves a, a a great move away to a to a decent League One side, um, uh, or or even a low Championship side. I think he's I think he's definitely capable of it. I think he he just needs to push himself. Uh, but then again, you say about Hilts as well. Like both both players, despite. You know the rise that we've had, and, and and then not being able to kill much game time for us when they were when they were playing for the club, that they're both showing where, where their allegiance is and, and where and where they really lie within the football club and how they feel about it. But I think when watching that um, fall and rise documentary on Sky, it, it just showed that I think Leon Barnett was talking about it, saying that when players leave the club. Uh, they 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 go out as Luton fans. You know they can come in and then leave as Luton fans because uh, something that just goes on at the football club makes makes people love us so much. So, but yeah, yeah. 
I hope I hope he gets a decent move away. I hope and I hope and I hope whoever else is is on the way out. I hope they will get decent moves because at the end of the day they deserve it. It's just been unfortunate for them due to our, our recent success. I'll always remember uh, Glen Ray as well. The Burton game before we got promoted to the Championship in League One, we nearly won the title. We should have won the title there. I can't remember if we drew or we lost. Now I can't remember, but I remember Glen Ray, who was injured again at the time. Pulling into the car park, hanging out the the uh, the sunroof, screaming "Come on, you atters!" He just literally just pulled in, and someone screaming, and it was him. Um, but it was great. No, they're the kind of characters you want. To hopefully, he gets a move, and it was great to see him in the crowd. Yeah, I think he'll he will get a move. League One, lower half champ, because he was a big part of why we stayed up um, that first season in the championship. And then the second season, where we finished 12th, he was also a big part of that. Because um, he played a, a lot of games that season. Oh, I think um, Dan and Adam dropped off. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a nice touch. And I'm glad he's still around. And I, I, I feel it's probably his last two and a half weeks with the club. So fair play to him. Fair play. By the way, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to stick around and just waffle a load of shit to you guys if you want. Oh, to fair, just to stay. Oh, home. I I prefer um, you didn't, Teddy. I prefer you get some rest. <laughs> I, I know. Um, by the way, what what's what's your thoughts on? Uh, I didn't get to listen from from nine o'clock. I wanted to be be on the pod for nine, to be fair. But I'd only just I got in about fifteen minutes ago. Um, but I just want to know what your thoughts on the on the actual game are because I, I haven't heard anything. I'm sorry if we backtracking, but uh, I just, it's I just all right, want to know what, well, what uh, you reckon. I'll give you a quick synopsis of what we what we said, but oh, you can look to, listen a little bit more in depth when you listen to it back. But yeah, of course. Basically, it's just lots of really encouraging signs. There was some obvious gaps there. Um, tactically, we were brave, um, and there's there's just encouraging signs there. You know. Um, Brighton are a very good team. Um, we won't play many teams that are better than them this season. Um, that's the general gist of it. Yeah, you know we're not downbeat about a four-one defeat. We sh- some might think we should be, but we're not because there's some encouraging signs there. And we've got we know we've got some gaps at the back in terms of numbers of defenders, and we've got injuries and stuff. So overall, we're quite positive about it because we can see past the result. We can see the bigger picture, right? So. Uh, that's the basic crux of it. Um, one of the uh, we well we've not had on before is Alex. If you just want to unmute, mate, uh, is Luton's part and see what yeah. thoughts were on the game as well. Now, now Alex is here. I'll, I'll, I'll bugger off and get some rest, but I'll keep listening. In. I'll, I'll, I'll might listen in tomorrow yeah. because I'm, I'm very tired. Alex, fire away. Mate. We'll send yeah, it over. You, you, you get some sleep, mate, and get some hydration down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you later, everyone. Yeah. See you later, good, mate. mate. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, I didn't go to the game today. I was I was working. I had a very fortunate to have an understanding boss who let me watch the game, and I'm I'm still watching it back again now. Um, but I just it's going to sound a bit sort of gushy, but I just still can't get over just how proud I am at a club and everyone associated with it to actually sort of see it, you know, there in in you know in color on the tv it really kind of brings it home to you just how far we've 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 gone and the performance today was fantastic I, i'm really really proud of how we went about it we didn't sort of sing to go back to our shells we went on the front foot and i thought it was just really really encouraging and we'll only improve from here and and i agree with what you guys are saying you know there's there's obviously some depth hopefully to still be 
I guess, you know, gained or made in the market. Um, but I thought we really, really, we competed really well, really, really well. And it was a proper looting performance. They, they worked incredibly hard. And on another day, it could have been, you know, it's a proper footballing cliche statement. It could be a different, different result, you know. Carlton's chance um, when we, you know, just after we conceded, the fact they'd gone in. I just, yeah, really, really proud of them all. And they didn't disgrace themselves in any way, shape or form. And, and I think it's really, really encouraging. Yeah, it was. Um, and I think the, th- the thing is, um, sorry about that, it's another speaker who was unmuted and um, didn't unmute the mic. Um, is everything went, went right apart from the result, you know? Yeah, the totally. The fans, um, the setup for it, um, the story behind it, um, the way we applied ourselves, the tactics, um, some of the the ways you could see we're transitioning into a Premier League team where yeah. uh, we're trying to move in different ways and, and you know, being tactically astute. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, and I think you just got to look past the result on this one, take it oh, on the yeah. pin. Um, and it's you know it was it, it was a good day really, um, which is strange to say because it was four one right, but they were a very exactly. good team, very good no, team. I completely agree, mate. And what I sort of sit back and see is, you know, and I am very biased. Obviously, I think we probably all are, but we're future proofing a club on a lot of different levels, and it's just brilliant to see compared to where we come from. You know, it just you just have to sit back and go, this is brilliant. Exactly. It's brilliant. And, and we, we really did ourselves proud today. And I spoke to a lot of people, they were like, oh, sorry about the result. And it's like, don't be sorry. Like, we, we competed. Yeah. You know, first time out, like, new, a lot of new players. We'll only get better from here. We'll only get more depth from here. It's, it's only going to get better. And and do you know what? You know, if if the worst thing happens and and we do end up not, not staying up, Jesus, we're going to go back to the, to the championship, which is a good league. Yeah. With far better depth than we had before, and, and look out. Do you know what I mean? Look out, because what we have as a club, over other lots of other clubs, is that unity and cause. And you know, I had someone say to me, "I'll, I'll enjoy it because you'll never do it again." It was just like, "What? We we, we will." Don't worry <laughs> about that. You're going to get people like that, and that's why our approach to this season is 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 the right approach, and, and why we're all proud to be Luton fans, right? Because we 100%. know we're doing it differently. We know that we're we're building for the future, and it is a, a it's all about longevity of our yep. progression, really, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, people that just short sighted, they haven't actually looked into our story. My only main no. concern was to, and with Luton in the Premier League this season was just the the start we had is whether we'd we'd look a little bit lost, um, but that's not the case. It was completely yeah. the opposite today, um. You could just tell the way we played. We, we, you know, we were not at all. We were gonna, we're gonna compete in this league. Um, Completely agree. And, yeah, and I've always had this gut feeling that we'll stay up. Um, and but there's been no real foundation to that apart from we do things methodically. Um, yeah. And we've done that with our recruitment this year, and you can tell, you can tell today. Um, so it's a good sign. There's loads I'm... of gaps. There's no getting away from that. But we know how to plug them, and we know. Unfortunately, we've had a few injuries and stuff, and we've got some more players to come in. So, yeah, it's encouraging, mate. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And again, without tuning your ear off or everyone's ear off, you know, I the, the Sky documentary, the rise and fall. Um, I 
what I really enjoyed was one of the things that Gary said about, you know, this is a, a major threat. And so yeah. the club were already ahead of things and they know that they've got to kind of just absorb this year and not overreact to it and be, you know, reactionary, full stop, and just take it for what it is, but, but keep moving forward because, you know, there is a chance in sport if, if you do get battered that, that, you know, and especially football, it's, you know, it's a real kind of reactionary game, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I'm really buoyed by the fact that I don't think a club will do that and we'll keep taking steps forward. No, exactly. If you did enjoy that documentary, by the way, we've got one coming out tomorrow that we did with the with the Premier League. Ollie, the host, um, uh, got him to do it. Actually, he was really good in it and he's quite long pieces in there from him so that'll, that'll be coming out on our socials tomorrow it's done for the Premier League but the Sky one was really really good as well so yeah. um, it'll be another little piece of media to hopefully lift some joy after the defeat today but oh, um, but great yeah it's, it's all it's, good good stuff isn't it but... exactly it is it's all brilliant it's all brilliant so yeah but thanks very much for having me guys no worries mate thanks no worries thank you Alex. cheers cheers Yeah, I well, some, uh, alternative people on because uh, Teddy's um, <laughs> pissed and everyone else is stuck on trains. So it's nice to have some other talkers on for once and uh, someone that really, you know, can see the, the bigger picture. So that's really good. Well, that, that's what these post-match phone-ins are about. Um, so. We want to hear everyone's points of views and and uh, opinions. Um what one thing that we didn't actually talk about, um, also for everyone listening and listening back, if you haven't checked out our podcast, please check it out. It's released every Wednesday and recorded on Tuesday night. And one thing that we actually couldn't talk about was the Ross Barkley transfer. Um, we did know about it, um, and we also knew about the Jacob Brown one, but we talk, we talked about the Jacob Brown transfer. We could not talk about the Ross Barkley one because the club did such a good job of keeping it quiet, which yeah. uh, I respect massively. So we decided not to discuss it. Um, perhaps on Discord, people saw me talking about how we were going to be... I, I refuse to mention a name, but I mentioned that we were going to be bringing in a paradigm-shifting player and set everyone off, to, you know, trying to guess who, who it was going to be. Gus Hamer... He actually just moved to Sheffield United, which I think is a good move for him. Um, yeah. Just just a couple of things before we go, Ali. And um, yeah. everyone listening, if you can put in the comments below, who do you think was the man of the match today? Well, that's an interesting one. Um, mm. Well, for me, it, it, it's, it's a toss-up for me between um, Tahith Chong. He, he impressed me. Uh, he did a lot of um, what he does best, where he just drops a shoulder and he's gone, which yeah. um, will be very Im important in the season for the transitions. But he, he tended to get hacked down quite a bit, which was unfortunate. How about for he you? Did. Um, he's he's one. I think you kind of whittle it down to three in Kabare and you got to give it to Kaminsky. He was decent as well. Um, there was one save from Kaminsky that was fantastic. It was that Pascal Gross uh, free kick that was yeah. well worked. And 
he hit it low towards the near post. And he got down so well. And I was watching it with my dad. And I kept saying to him, Horvath would never have got that. Horvath oh, never would have got that. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's hard to, well, it's not hard to evaluate who's in the match. I think it's probably best looking back at the actual game again in full. But um, it, I suppose my decision kind of comes to the new signings who you could see actually have moved us on a little bit. Mm. And uh, Kabore. Is that new and shiny? Yeah, Kabare, once he gets his fitness up to speed fully, and he's, he's I think he's just going to be an absolute beast. Yeah, he's going to uh, be some player. Well, Mark Zahatha yeah. agrees with you. He, he's put Kabore in the in the comments as well. Kabore yeah. was fantastic. Like, some of the runs, he, he got further forward than Drame ever did. That tackle on Mitoma, Mitoma was fantastic. Yeah. That I think was he, fantastic. He just he seemed so effortless. Um, to him and um, there's a couple of times uh, sorry I wanted to, a little bit more of him to action quicker but I suppose he was just weighing things up but I think that's just come with actual match fitness and match time match minutes in the Premier League you you got to remember that's his first Premier League game as well um, but you can see why Man City see a lot in him um, he was decent he was really decent but notable mentions to yeah Chong and uh, Kaminsky as well I think Chong Chong's going to be a player for us. It's going to be a player. Yeah, and obviously Giles as well was decent, but I think if I went for anybody, it'd be Kabari. Well, Alex has just uh, said as well um, that he thinks Carlton was very good. Uh, let me just refresh that. I thought Carlton was immense for what it's worth. He gets the club, and he's a serious leader. Yeah, yeah. he's no nonsense. He he does get the club. Big fan of Carlton. He was. Decent he might even well. be top scorer this season. Again, I think if I watch it back in full, you know, you could equally probably give it to him. Um, but just based on, you know, the, the new additions and what extra they give us, I think, you know, am I comfortable because Carlton gives us that every game? I don't know. Um, but it was good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to to bed tonight content with the performance and the progression we've seen in, in the performance today. So, yeah. Well, we'll be tuning in to match of the day. And we'll see if they mention Luton at all, or they're just too busy noshing off Brighton. I guess we'll see. I watched the official Premier League highlight package, and they literally didn't show any of the Luton pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just all Brighton pressure. I um, think so hopefully you'll... Match of the Day has a better package of highlights. You'll have to get used to that. It's not just as though in isolation. If you watched the Man City game yesterday, um, <sighs> some of the commentators on the on, on there were, were terrible. It was just, you know, it was just like Burnley weren't worthy of being there. Um, it's just a nightmare. But you, you get that in the Premier League. Uh. Yeah, they're just uh, Vincent Company's team. I don't think any of the other members of the squad got mentioned. They were they were calling uh, Company. They were calling Sander Berg, Sander Berger. Like, it's a Premier, you commentate on a Premier League football match, mate. Just to show a little bit of interest in the in the other team rather than the team that, that won it last season. Yeah. Oh, we got Mark up. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Hello, gents. How are you getting on? Yeah, just to add yeah, good, um, what you're discussing there, um, how quickly today... And perhaps it's just because I wasn't at the game today, and I usually am. 
and therefore don't get to listen to all kind of the the, the media and so forth afterwards. But how quickly the mainstream media's kind of flipped from totally gushing over Luton and you know the um, smaller club story rising from the ashes and all that to like just so negative on Five Live and Talk Sport. Um, using words like thrashed um, is such a, like, a disproportionate representation of how how well we did today, really, and how just how quickly people are to kind of forget. Not, not. I don't think it's Luton fans at all, obviously, but just how quickly the mainstream media will forget how far we've come, and are quite happy to forget how far we've come. And you know, even who we're playing today, Brighton, are the, for me as a Premier League club, the blueprint that they have is kind of the envy of so many other clubs. In the, in the country, in the Premier League alone. So, yeah, I just think it's something that took me by surprise today when I was just sticking the radio on listening. Um, it's something that we need to be prepared for. You know, we will get a little bit of a bombardment. Maybe in the highlights, it won't be a fair portrayal. Maybe, you know, on the radio, I don't think we'll get um, a fair say. And so, cool. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the, the, the usual suspects, isn't it, that, that take that line, you know, your talk spots, your data mails. The, the the people that want a little bit of clickbait because they, they can't afford the time to actually dissect a game or dissect a situation. It's just silly. It is annoying. Talk sport again today where they've really gone to the gutter in, in recent years, talk sport. I know they've always been kind of clickbait led, but um just their their analysis of the game afterwards was just like they must have clicked on teletext and got the report from that. And that was about it. And they've just made assumptions of the rest. Oh, straight to 302 teletext. Yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. I know sensation, <laughs> sensations and, you know, clickbait and that sells articles and whatever. But, you know, they, they were discussing on TalkSport afterwards that Rob Edwards lost his voice because he was micromanaging every single player on the pitch. I mean, it's just like just garbage journalism that, again, took me by surprise, maybe again, because we're not usually in the national conversation but yeah we have to be prepared for that now just to rise above it and not get wound up yeah they'll, they'll find everything to to dig us out on um it's the same national media that hounded nathan jones out of southampton really quickly yeah well one of the key people there alex crook he, he's he's terrible for that yeah um yeah i mean like we say, we've got to expect it. Nathan Jones was on Five Live today, actually, um, for that matter. But yeah, we've got to expect it. And we we just have to remember our story, don't we? We just got to remember, you know, just even just a, you look at Caicedo and they're selling him for 112 million today. And our entire transfer market thus far is what 16, 17 million. Um, it's totally, you know, incomparable with regards to where we're where we're going from in a level playing field. So we've done we've done well. Crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. It was it was crazy as well reading the stats of how much um, Brighton have sold players for in the last few windows, four hundred. Yeah. It's crazy, um, but it just shows how well that they've done. Then you know um, their system is just in an absolute flow at the moment, a bit like ours is, but at a different level. Um, you know, it's just. But we aspire to get there. We aspire yeah, to get to that level. Well, you know, I was thinking just before the game started today. Um, it, it seems like yesterday that semi-final against Brighton uh, to get to the JPT and they were in a completely different situation to um, where they are now and same same as us, you know, they've been on a big journey too. Um, so, you know, it shows it can be done. You know. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason it can't be done by us and if you 
I was trying to think and name the players that they've sold in kind of the last three or four years. You know, Trossard and McAllister and as I say, Doug and Ryden, 12 million, but they still keep on improving. And the reason I mentioned the blueprint is because that's kind of what we're aspiring to. I think we do it the best at the level that we were at. And now I think in, in you know, maybe the next five, 10 years, we can aspire to do it in the same way that they've done it. Um, yeah, in a, in a sustainable manner. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Cucurella is one of those as well. Right, yeah. And it's interesting to point out as well, we'll have to wait and see if um, Caicedo actually does it at Chelsea when he ends up there. Because like, like with us, when, when we move players on, they don't tend to flourish at their other clubs. I can only think of James Justin and Jack Stacey that have actually flourished. Whereas other players we've moved on, they, they, they do tend to um, sort of... Andre Drake, Andre Drake, didn't he? Until he went to Watford, but um, yeah, but who does do well there? Um, but yeah, may, he, he did well. Uh, may I say something? Sorry, Jens. Of course. Yeah, yeah, Thank you very much. Uh, I bring all the stuff on that Mark just said. Like, you know, I, I'm a bit long in the tooth, unfortunately, but I've I've supported this club since I was a boy, and we've just been written off our whole like almost like our whole time. And, and I do think we genuinely flourish from it. Um, yeah. I, and I almost think, you know, and, and I think we've got to deal with it. It's going to happen anyway. And Mark raised a really valid point that the, the, the media is all about clickbait. It's all about people clicking on links and so on and so forth. And I think we know that and let's just use it. And I reckon the club will. The, the club will happen. If you read the article that I put out earlier that I did for uh, Tribune, um, but that was, you know, about how close knit we are as a community, as a yep. club, how we drive each other on, and this is the kind of stuff that does drive us on, you know, uh, just being in the face of adversity and, and challenging it head on. Yeah, we're a hard town. We're we're, we're a hard football club. We ain't gonna be fucked about, you know. This, this is what we, what we contend with, and we do it on our own. We don't ask for no favors from anybody, no. uh, and we always rise through it, always. Yeah, um, and we, we face far worse, haven't we? Far, yeah. far, far worse than time time and time again. You know, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Bring I think that's on. a good, good point to leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Um, unless you've got anything, last bits to add, I think uh, everyone go and enjoy um, watching our performance back on Match of the Day. Um, if you... Uh, missed any of it at all it'll be out again on our podcast tomorrow or you can find it on here and listen to it back thanks everybody for joining good night Podcast Network.